Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. So I want you to remember that wherever you're going through, whatever the enemy try to throw at you, remember that, yeah, he may try to do this, but Jesus has given me life. And as long as I'm breathing, as long as I have breath in my lungs, as long as I can get up and move my body, as long as I can open my mouth and speak, you have life. You have life over every circumstance, over every trial, over everything that may try to come. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what I see. I'm going to remember what God said. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, hello everybody. We are back again on the Kingdom Rock Network. My name is Shekana Elder and we are back again with another lesson. So I'm super excited. As many of you know, we have been on the series called Growing Pains. We have went through part one, part two. We are now on part three, and this will be the last part of this series. So, of course, we know the purpose of this series was for us to understand that we're going to go through necessary pains. We can't get around it, but we will get through it with Jesus. Amen. So today is going to be part three, and the title of part three is going to be Determine Not to Be Distracted. Determine Not to Be Distracted. All right. So let's go ahead and dive right in. I have a few points I want to cover tonight. The first point I want to go over tonight is determined versus distracted. Now, the word determined means having made a firm decision, a made up mind. I am going to do this. Distracted means unable to concentrate because one's mind is preoccupied. Now, we can have a determined attitude like, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to reach this goal. I'm going to make it happen. We can have a determined attitude. We can be full of determination. However, just because you're determined does not mean the enemy is not going to try to distract you through people, through things, through circumstances, okay? So we need to understand that you can be determined, but distractions, they still will try to come. So our goal is to be determined not to be distracted. All right, so let's go to the first scripture tonight. John 10 and 10, and it reads, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. This is God speaking. I have come that you may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now, the scripture is very clear, and it shows us the intention and the motive and the mission of the enemy, which is, in fact, is to kill, to steal, and destroy. Now, like I said, you can be minding your own business. You can be in your own lane. You can be doing the righteous thing, the right thing, the thing you're supposed to be doing. You can be focused. But the enemy, he's still trying to find someone to devour. He wants to come and kill, steal, and destroy in any way that he can to get you off track. Now, the enemy can use, he can work through anybody. As long as the enemy has a willing vessel, he will work through it. He doesn't care if it's your mom, your cousin, your nephew, even church members. He does not care. If it's a willing vessel, the enemy will work through anybody. So I want you to realize that it doesn't matter. It could be anybody. The enemy will work through anybody that is willing to be worked through. So let's keep that in mind. All right. So like I said, the enemy, he wants to come and he wants to, to come after you and he wants to take from you. He wants to break you and he wants to shake you. He means you absolutely no good. He wants to steal your peace. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to kill your hope and your desire and your passion and your passion for better. He wants to destroy unity that you have amongst you and your family and things of that nature. And we know all this stuff because the scripture tells us, but I want somebody to say the word, but, but the scripture also tells us Jesus has come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Meaning whatever the enemy tries to throw at you, 
Remember that Jesus has something way bigger and larger for you. He has something way bigger and larger to shield you, something way bigger and larger to keep you protected, something way bigger and larger that you thought they said no to this promotion, but God has something way bigger for you. Amen. Jesus has come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Now, I want you to really realize this because when I was studying, this is one point that really stuck out to me. It says, Jesus come that we may have life. What is life? Life is the existence of an individual being capable of performing functions. So I want you to go with this. When something is living, it has the ability. When something is living, it has the ability. So regardless of the darts the enemy may try to throw at you, to steal, to kill, to destroy, to try to harm you, try to hurt you, try to distract you, try to, you know, do things of that nature. I want you to understand that God, this is not, this is Jesus. This is not the computer. This is not an alien. This is not somebody from outer space. This is Jesus saying, I come that you may have life more abundantly. Talking about Jesus, the one that gives, gives us the ability to do things that other can't. This is Jesus talking about the one that allow, he, he spoke life to the dead and they came alive. This is Jesus. He said that I come to give you life. So this is not life from, from just anybody. This is life from Jesus. He's saying that I come that you may have life. So this is, isn't some kind of ordinary life or some kind of, you know, just kind of cash. This is Jesus saying, I come that you may have life. So when something is living, it has the ability. So I want you to remember that wherever you're going through, whatever the enemy try to throw at you, remember that, yeah, he may try to do this, but Jesus has given me life. And as long as I'm breathing, as long as I have breath in my lungs, as long as I can get up and move my body, as long as I can open my mouth and speak, you have life. You have life over every circumstance, over every trial, over everything that may try to come. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what I see. I'm going to remember what God said. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So forget about the devil. I, I, I don't care what you got going on, Satan. I don't care what you're trying to do in my life. My focus is on Jesus, and I'm determined to not be distracted. Because I know what the Word of God says, that he comes that I may have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. All right, so if I have life, I can. Remember that. If I have life, I can. Now, another scripture I want to cover tonight is 1 Peter 5 and 8, and it reads, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now, last week we did discuss this scripture, but I want to discuss it again. This scripture tells us to be sober and be vigilant. Vigilant, it means watchful. And sober, it means to be clear-minded. Now, I want you to remember the definition of distracted. Distracted, it means unable to concentrate because one's mind is preoccupied. So let me ask you a question, my friend. How can you be sober? How can your mind be clear? How can you be vigilant? How can you be watchful when your attention and your concentration is off? So let me ask you tonight, what is on your mind? What has your attention? Because it's going to be hard for us to say, okay, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go this way. I'm determined to go this way. But if our focus is not that way and it's elsewhere because we're distracted because he said this and she said that, we're missing, we're missing the aim. We're missing the goal. So if our focus is supposed to be this way, but we're so concerned with what's going on back here, we're going to miss where we're going. So basically God wants you to understand that in this season of your life, I don't care who's throwing what at you, who's saying what, what trials may come. You may not have the money. It may look like it. I don't care. God is saying, do not allow the enemy to, to, to sneak in, his, in your life and distract you by things that are going on. 
Because the enemy, he may try to come in real slight through little small stuff, little circumstances here and there. But that stuff is small compared to my God. That stuff is small compared to my Jesus. I don't care how you may feel. You may be sick in your body. You may be weak. You may not understand what's going on. But just remember that God has the final say-so. Amen? That Jesus has the final say-so. So like I said, the enemy, what he wants to do in the season of our life, he will sometimes work through people, work through things to, to distract us from what really matters. What really matters is keep chasing God. What really matters is keep getting up and doing what we have to do. But the enemy, what he'll do is he'll send circumstances and trials and things will happen in your life. And so your focus is everywhere else but where it needs to be, which is chasing Jesus. Amen? So I want you to understand that. So let me tell you tonight. Instead of focusing on solutions, sometimes we're preoccupied with the situation. Let's not do that. Instead of working on our marriage for those that are married, sometimes what people do is they're preoccupied with another person that isn't their spouse, so how do you expect it to work? Let's be honest. Instead of building your business, sometimes we're so preoccupied with, oh, she has this going on, and oh, she looks so successful. Oh, he is, they're really doing it. I mean, it's really blowing up, and you're so occupied with what they got going on that you're not even tending to what you have. Amen? And instead of praying, well, this is a big one that all of us need to say, all of us, we need to work on this. Instead of praying, we're preoccupied with our problems. Well, God, this is going on, and she did that, and, and I just don't understand, and got this battle over here, and I don't have the money over here, and God, my back is hurting, and my knees is hurting, my shoulders, I have a headache. I mean, we're just complaining, complaining, but what about prayer? Like the enemy, he will try to find his way to slip in and get us detoured by stuff that is going on. But I want to tell you tonight, do not allow the enemy to distract you by what you're going through. Do not allow the enemy to distract you by people talking about you and doing you wrong and saying things about you. Focus on Jesus. If you keep your eye on Jesus and keep your eyes straight ahead, you cannot lose when you are watching. Amen? So let me go ahead and get to the rest of my message. I'm going past where I need to get past. I'm going ahead of myself. So all in all at this point, I want you to understand a distracted person is an unfocused person. If you're distracted, you cannot focus. You, you can't be in light and dark at the same time. You can't be mad and sad at the same time. It, it, a distracted person is an unfocused person. Amen? All right, so another scripture I want to cover tonight is Proverbs 4, 25 and 26. And it reads, focus your eyes straight ahead. This is the part I got ahead of myself. Focus your eyes straight ahead. Keep your gaze on what is in front of you. Watch your feet on the way, and all your paths will be secure. Now, I don't know how y'all interpret this, but I'm going to tell you what I interpret this and what I know this word is saying. Basically, the scripture is telling us to focus on ourselves. Stop worrying about him and worrying about her and what they got going on, what he said and what she said. This scripture, it clearly tells us, focus your eyes straight ahead. Keep your gaze on what is in front of you, not in front of your neighbor, not in front of your, your coworker, but what's in front of you. This scripture is telling us, watch your feet on the way and all your paths will be secured. So let me tell you tonight, focus on yourself. Focus on you and what you have to get done. Focus on the call that God has, 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 has given you. Focus on the, the mission and the plan that God has given you. Focus on yourself. Focus on your healing. Focus on your heart, on your pain, so you can get healing within yourself. Focus on you. You don't have time to worry about him and her. Focus on yourself. Amen? So God is telling us it's very important in this season of our life as we're going through these growing pains to focus on ourselves because it's so essential that we learn about us and focus on us first. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. So I want you to tell the messy folk to get out your way. I want you to tell the gossip girls, I'm not trying to hear it today or tomorrow or ever. And I want you to tell the miserable people, you will not be their company. You know, they say misery loves company, but I'm not going to be your company. Okay, sweetheart. And I want you to tell the negative Nancys, 
They're not about to drain you. You can be negative over there, but over here, hey, I'm happy that I'm living and God gave me life. All right? Thank you, Jesus. So all in all, I want you to remember to stay focused. Another part of the scripture I want to briefly cover, it says, watch your feet on the way and all your paths will be secured. Watch your feet on your way and all your paths will be secured. Watch your feet on your way and all your paths will be secured. There's a saying that my mom, she talks to a lot of elderly women. And one thing that she will always tell my mom, I heard her on the phone one time, she would say, baby, you got to tend to your own house before you tend to somebody else's. And basically with this scripture, I kind of I tied that in. I'm like, you know what? What she's trying to say is before I can be able to, to come over there and get anybody else's business and, and, their, and their problems and their circumstance, I need to make sure that my house is clean. Amen? So I want you to understand and make sure that your house is clean. Before you tend to somebody else and trying to give everybody else advice, that advice you're given, apply it to yourself first. Amen? If it's helpful advice. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. All right. So at that point, all in all, I want you to, to, to realize in your life and, and speak and proclaim that, God, I will be determined. I do not want to be distracted. So I'm determined not to be distracted. Amen? Don't let the devil distract you or get you off course by little small petty stuff. All right. Another point I want to cover tonight is care but not carry. Care but not carry. Now, I've, I've taught this, this piece before, but I'm going to say it again for those that may have missed it. Sometimes in our life, there's people that have really big hearts. I know that I have a big heart, and I'll help anybody that I can help. But throughout my life, God has, has showed me that, Shekinah, you can't be everybody's rescue. You can't be everybody's savior because you're, you're not me. <laughs> you're not me. I'm, I'm not Jesus. We're not Jesus. So we only can do so much. It's not our job to carry that weight. That's, God tells us, let me just go ahead and read the scripture. Hebrews 12 and 1, it reads, Therefore, we also... Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Like I was just saying, it's not our job to carry the weight. This scripture is telling us, God is telling us to lay aside the weight. So the weight that people are putting on you, well, I got this going on and, and this is happening in my life. And of course you can be an ear to hear, but don't allow your care to become you know, don't carry their, their burden. Let me say that. You can care. Yes, I care about you. Yes, I love you. Yes, I'll pray for you. But I'm not going to carry your burden. I, I'm, not, I'm just not going to do it. In the season of my life, you need to tell people I, I don't have time to, to carry your weight. And, and also with, with distraction and being determined, how could you ever focus on yourself if you have to deal with her, her circumstance and his circumstance and their problems and what they got going on, you'll have so much stuff to juggle that you can't even focus on yourself. So I want to tell you tonight you can care, but do not carry somebody else's weight. The scripture tells us to lay aside. It's not our job to, to carry their weight. It's, it's not our job. We give it to Jesus. God says, cast all cares upon me. We give it to Jesus. Amen. So tell all those that are coming to you, well, this is happening. I'm not, you, you're not their rescue. Tell them, you know what, baby girl, you need to go see Jesus. Go talk to Jesus. Amen. Another scripture I want to cover is, is Psalms 55 and 22 at this point. Give your burdens to the Lord, and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. Now, the scripture tells us, I don't know what version y'all are reading, but the scripture is all saying the same thing. It says, give your burden to who? The Lord. It doesn't say give your burden to Mark. Give your burden to Shekinah. 
Give your burden to Sally. Give your burden to, to Billy. It says, give your burden, cast your cares unto the Lord. Amen. So those that are coming with you with all this stuff, trying to throw it on you and you just got a headache, you can't even function. Say, hey, 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 talk to Jesus because I can't do it for you. And it also tells us he will take care of you. Amen. God got you. I can't do what God can. Amen. All right. So that's that point. I care, but I'm not going to carry it in the season of my life. Another point I want to cover tonight, which is my last point, is fight to focus. Fight to focus. Now, the word fight, it means to take part in, ex in an exchange involving a physical blows or the use of weapons. The word focus, it means to have direct attention on something, center of attention. Now, many times in our life, what we do is we, we're fighting battles that don't even deserve to be fought. Like I said, the enemy, he'll try to creep in with little stuff and just have you so stirred up that you're fighting stuff that doesn't even deserve to be fought. And so you're just fighting and, 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 and fussing and, and yelling and you're so drained out. So when a real battle comes, <laughs> you have no energy left. So the enemy, he will try to have you so tied up fighting battles that don't even deserve to be fought. He will have you fighting and fussing because somebody unfriended you on Facebook. Oh, she blocked me. It, it's, it's okay. Like the world is not over. He will have you fighting because they didn't invite you. I didn't get an invite. I, I was, I, I'm not good enough to come. He'll have you so offended and so upset and fighting that now you have this problem inside of you that you got to deal with that you can't even focus to move forward. He'll have you fighting because they laughed at you. Oh, she laughed at me and she's mocking me. You, you, you know what? Who, who cares? Because who has the final say so? is Jesus. Amen. He'll have you fighting because they didn't approve you. I didn't get approved. Oh, you don't like me? Who cares about their opinion? One thing God spoke to me, and, I, and I, I've learned in my life that when I Take on this. It helps me. God said, don't be moved by the words of the world. Don't be moved by the word. I don't care what, what they got going on because the world does not have the judgment of me. I look to Jesus. I'm looking at what he says. Amen. So we have all in all, we can be fighting all these battles and so worn out with these battles that we can't function to focus on what really matters. Don't the devil distract you and get you sidetracked with this little petty, messy stuff. Amen. Let's focus and let's grow up and be, be adults. Let's grow up and mature in Christ. Amen. That's the part of growing pains. Amen. Let stuff go. They don't even matter. Thank you, Jesus. So a scripture I want to cover tonight is Ephesians 6 and 12, and it reads, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the ruler of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, oftentimes in life, we're fighting battles, but I want you to understand, my friend, that every battle is not a physical battle. This scripture tells us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, meaning man and man, woman and woman. He's saying that it's, it's a principalities. It's against powers. It's against rules of the darkness, meaning it's a spiritual war. So let me tell you, some of these battles you're trying to fight, you want to fuss and tell Sally off, and you want to tell him how he did you wrong. Some of these battles, you're not, let me just tell you straight up, you're not going to win a fleshly fight. With, 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 you're not going to win, excuse me, you're not going to win a spiritual fight with fleshly weapons. Let me say it again. You're not going to win a spiritual fight with fleshly weapons. The scripture is telling us that it's not, it's not, it's not anything fleshly. It's a spirit, a spirit thing. So you have to tap into the spirit and go into the spirit and call that name out. Call that spirit out. I come against you, spirit of jealousy. I come against you, spirit of envy. Every spirit working and call, every spirit working inside of Sally, inside of Joe. That it's not Joe. It's not Sally. That's trying. It's the spirit inside of them that's working. So speak to that spirit in them and go to God. God, I come right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Every spirit that is working through Sally, every spirit of anger, every spirit of of provoke. I come against you, spirit, right now in the name of Jesus. We gotta tackle the spirit and not the person. Amen. So you're not gonna win again a spiritual fight with fleshly weapons cussing and fussing them out and 
And then you got a headache and <laughs> you need a BC powder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So God is saying you're going to have to use spiritual fight to win these battles. Amen. Another scripture I want to cover tonight is 2 Corinthians 10 and 3. And it says, for we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Again, you cannot use flesh to win. Amen. You cannot use flesh to win. We got we to gotta be bigger. And as we're growing and growing and God is teaching us and showing us, we're learning more. We got to understand that some things are spiritual. I can't do everything naturally. I can't, I can't go tell everybody off and get mad at her because it's, it's a spirit. That's a spirit. Don't get mad at the person. It's a spirit. So how are you going to deal with the spirit? It's going to the spiritual realm. Amen? And I want to give you a few things that you can do in the spiritual realm. You can, you can use the word of God. You can go on prayer. You can worship. You can fast. You can use the name of Jesus because we know when you speak the name of Jesus, every mountain must move. When you speak the name of Jesus, that every knee has to bow. At the name of Jesus, that every darkness has to flee. So speak the name of Jesus against that spirit. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Another scripture I want to briefly cover is Hebrews 4 and 12, and it reads, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, marrow excuse me, and is a discerner of thoughts and intent of the heart. Now, I don't know about y'all, but this is telling us clearly how powerful the word of God is. It didn't say how powerful my mouth and my words are, but it says the word of God. So I don't care how good you feel like you cussed her out or cussed him out. Just know that didn't do anything. The spirit of God, the word of God is way more powerful. So like I'm trying to, like I'm trying to show you here that we cannot use fleshly things to win these, these battles. We've got to go to the spiritual realm because the word of God is quick. It's living. It's powerful. When I speak it, it must come to pass. When I speak life, those dead things, they must come up. When I speak against that spirit, she's going to have to leave me alone because I submit to Jesus. And it tells me when I submit to him that I resist the devil, he's going to have to flee. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's the word of God. We got to know the word of God so we can know how to fight. Basically, let me, let me say this tonight as I come to a close. If you don't know the word of God, you're not going to know how to fight. Yes, you can fight, but it's not going to be a fight that you need to fight. Again, it's a spiritual fight. So it's kind of like uh, going on a battlefield. If you're trying to do something that's supposed to be spiritual, but you're doing it naturally, it's kind of like going on a battlefield and you see a dart over there. You see their sword over there. You see them coming after you, but you have no armor on. You have no helmet of salvation on, no breastplate of righteousness on. You have nothing on. You're, you're like at a battlefield. Hey, I'm ready to fight, but you have no kind of gear on. That's how it is. So God is saying you can't use that flesh. Somebody say flesh, you got to die. <laughs> flesh, you got to die. I'm going to use the spirit. Amen. I got to use the spirit of God. I got to use the word of God. Not my words, but God's words. Because his words are quick and powerful, mighty and strong and sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Another scripture briefly I want to cover is Isaiah 55 and 11. And this will come to our conclusion. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. But it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it for. So all in all, my clubs, I want you to understand that if God says it, it shall come to pass. Thank you, Jesus. If Jesus says you are healed, I don't care what the doctor said. I want you to know that you are healed, not you're getting. You are healed. Amen. If Jesus says you are strong, you better stand up with strength and know that you were strong. Amen. If Jesus says he will provide, I don't care what it looks like. Just know the need is going to be met. Hallelujah. If Jesus says that he will make a way, 
Just know the door is going to be open. You may not see it right now, but if God said it, guess, no, guess what? It's coming. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If God said that you are forgiven, stop walking around bound that, oh, I did this and this happened. God said you are forgiven, so walk in freedom. For those that are bound, you can walk in freedom. You are free. God said you are forgiven. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So all in all, in my closing, I want to encourage you all that as you continue through your life, this, 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 this life that we're going with God as you're growing, it's just growing pain, y'all. Some stuff we have to go through. We can't get around it. But again, we can get through it with Jesus. It's necessary. It is necessary. Amen. Trials are going to come. People are going to leave. Yes, it's going to hurt you. Yes, it, 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 may, it may be difficult. It may be hard. But I want you to understand that you can get through it with Jesus. Because at the very end of the road, when you get to that light, you can look back and say, wow, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So stay determined. Don't get distracted. And keep your focus. I'm going to leave you with this. Second Corinthians, excuse me, Second Chronicles 15 and 7. But you be strong and do not let your hands be weak for your work shall be rewarded. Somebody said my work shall be rewarded. My laboring, it shall be rewarded. My prayers, they're going to come to pass. Everything I asked God for, he heard me. He saw my cross, he collected them. God heard every prayer. God heard everything. It shall come to pass. Thank you, Jesus. So I want to tell you today, my friend, keep walking in purpose, even when it feels like pain. Keep walking in purpose, even when it feels like pain. Thank you, Jesus. So let's just go ahead and go into prayer. I just want to thank you all so much for joining in tonight with Kingdom Rod Network. We're going to go ahead and just go into prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you so much, Lord, for just coming in the room tonight, God, and having your way. For those that are watching tonight, Lord God, online or through their phone in any kind of way, Lord God, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for having your way. And God, I pray, Lord God, that this word, Lord God, they will, they will not just be hearers of it, but doers of it as well. And God, allow this word, Lord God, to touch our hearts and touch our minds, Holy Spirit. And so God, right now, God, we surrender and let go of every weight that we have been holding on to. Everything we have been holding on to that is weighing us down, Lord God. God, we want to be free. We desire and we long to be free. So right now, God, we speak and proclaim freedom right now in the name of Jesus. So God, thank you, Lord God, that we will learn your word, get in your word and allow it to get in our spirits. God, so when battles come, God, we will know how to fight. Knowing that it's not a fleshly fight, but it's a spiritual fight. So God, teach us how to get in the spirit. God, teach us how to, to war in the spirit. God, teach us how to put the armor of God on. God, teach us, Lord God, for we want to know God. God, teach us, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. So Father God, have your way in our lives as we journey on and allow us to know, Lord God, that we, we want to be determined, God, and keep us, and allow us, Lord God, to be determined to not be distracted. So, God, we surrender all to you right now. We say yes to your will and yes to your way. And, God, as we go through this life, God, continue strengthening us in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We will keep walking in purpose, even when it feels like pain. And we thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you, and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.